At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare getting ready to take on spring make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools from hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more. Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Welcome to First Strike on Visa. And I'm your host, Dave Ross. For the next hour, we're going to break down Fight Night, which should be a pretty darn good one. Alexa Grasso going to take on Viviane Araujo in the main event tomorrow night here at Apex in Las Vegas. Over the course of the next hour, we're going to catch up with Lou Finicaro in just a brief short time. Jordan Sherwood's going to join us from Chicago. Dan Vreeland and, of course, Reed Kuhn to round out the hour from our handicappers to get their perspective on this fight car. But without further ado, we bring in the man that you can follow on Twitter at Gamblu. He is the host of the Bout Business Podcast. He is the one and only Lou Finnecaro. Lou, great to catch up with you. I always feel like when the UFC has a week off, I get one week off without talking to you guys, and I miss it uh, on a Friday, so it's good to have you back. Uh, before we get deep into this card, tell the people about the Bout Business Podcast and what they get when they listen each and every Friday. Thanks for having me on. Great show. The Bout Business Podcast drops each Friday. There's a fight card, and it's simply a 16, 17-minute production that releases the three to five or six fight positions that I have for each card. We keep track. We're running at positive ROI for the year, and I appreciate you mentioning it for me. Absolutely, Lou. Let's talk about one of those releases you've already had for certainly the VEASAN uh, viewers and listeners this week, and it was on a pretty intriguing bout that I see in the card, and that's Jacob Malkoon against Nick Maximoff here. Uh, what did you already release this week, and does anything change in your handicap with what you saw on the weigh-ins today? 
Well, that's a fight that the line has been moving. Maximov started minus 160 to Malkoon uh, plus 140. And by the time I was able to submit the article uh, to the digital magazine for VEASAN, Malkoon was stood at plus 120, still a very acceptable price. As we look at him today, uh, at least my last check at DraftKings, he was plus 105, and I still like him as with any plus number next to him. Maximov is the bigger fighter. He's three inches taller, will have a three-inch reach advantage as well. He fights out of the Diaz camp in California, so we know he's authentic and real, but he's young. He's still developing skills, especially striking and in this case, the fact that he's 26 against Malkoon 29 might hurt him because Malkoon's a full-grown man at 29, though he'll be the shorter, more compact fighter. Both these guys well-rounded, but I think Malkoon uh, can stand Maximov's wrestling pressure and, uh, and counter it, as well as I think he has an advantage on the feet. So getting a guy, the Australian Malkoon, as a plus number against a fighter in uh, Maxwell, I think, is uh, a value situation. Yeah, and absolutely. When you released it, it was plus 120. As you mentioned, the numbers come down here, plus $1.05 now on Malkoon. Uh, you know, I always am intrigued because I know you're watching those weigh-ins like a hawk for a very good reason because you can really uh, extract some information when you watch those weigh-ins. Only one guy missed weight, I believe, C.J. Vergara, in that fight against Tatsuro Tayara here early on in this card. Uh, does with that being the only fight that, that missed weight, do you have a general principle, Lou, for the viewers and listeners out there on first strike when a fighter misses weight? Because normally I think the perception is it's got to be a disadvantage for the person that missed weight. Often it is, and it used to be. However, it, it it's really situational, Dave, and it's when. In this case, uh, Vergara came out with a full hour left and 125-pound fighter should be 126 at the limit, came in 129. That's indicative of maybe an injury or, mm. or something else. Now, what makes me suspicious is that he came out an hour before, so he didn't really kill himself to get down to the weight. And, oh, by the way, Vergara is a guy that must fight from the stand-up position, and the younger Tayara who is just developing wrestling skills, going to have a much harder time taking down a 130-pounder than a 125-pounder, especially with the juice or, I should say, the energy that Vergara saved by not having to cut the weight. In this case, I was looking to Team Grasso with someone in a parlay, and it was going to be Tayara, but that Vergara miss has forced me to just scrap that position altogether, and I won't be using Grasso or this fight because of that weight mess. That is excellent, excellent advice out there because I'm with you. I was on Tara all week really thinking that we're some, some real built-in advantages in his second UFC fight, and that does scare me off a little bit here with Vergara because, again, even though he gives up 30% of his purse, we as handicappers are still trying to find that value, and maybe that value, even though the number's gone up to minus 250, that is something to certainly be aware of. Everybody else on this fight card did make weight. Of course, the main event, Alexa Grasso, she checked in at 125.5. Viviana Araujo at 126. We've seen this number balloon up as the week has gone on. You could have got Grasso you know, a week, week and a half ago, maybe minus seventy. Now it's as high as 230. Do you think that steam is the right way to go here? Or do you think it's getting to a price point that might not be as playable? 
for me, coming on the heels of a loss last two weeks ago with Dern as minus 200 favorite when she ballooned, it's it's enough for me not to use the fight altogether. Without question, it's my opinion uh, that Alexa should be favored here. She's uh, much more athletic. She's got great footwork. Her striking's precision-based, but will accrue over time. She's tough as she can be and carries the re- responsibility of the proud Mexican heritage with great responsibility. Uh, Aruro, however, looked, it, she, first of all, she's mean, she's rough, <laughs> she's powerful, and she looked hard on the scale. This will be one that I watch, but I definitely think Grasso uh, will dominate this fight come round four and five once the Brazilian begins to slow a little bit. That's a great way of looking at it because, again, this is uh, uncharted territory for these two ladies here with the, uh, the the advent of going to those championship rounds in rounds four and five. Primarily, we're looking at decision fighters here, Lou. Do you see that style? Again, you already mentioned you think it will go deep into the Vegas night here. Are you looking at Grasso maybe via decision this way? Uh, Dave, I struggled with that. And and the reason I'm not using the fight is because I do believe she could, through volume, take Arua out. Mm. Uh, so I, I don't want to get so specific. And, and that way, me copping out on using her as a parlay <laughs> wasn't the ability to take a one-unit wager and team her with someone. And I just can't find really anyone that I, I, I really want to team her with now that we lost uh, that fight at least with the loss of the weight. Yeah, and there it is. You see by decision for Grasso is plus twenty. but to, to lose point here, hey, if she can wear down Viviana here in the, in the late rounds, KOTKODQ becomes a juicy proposition at plus 380. And again, if you think the fight is just going to go the distance, you got to lay $2 there if you don't want to pick a side and a winner. Let's get to Cub Swanson against Jonathan Martinez here. This should be a very intriguing fight. Look, Cub, uh, who doesn't love to watch Cub Swanson fight through the years, but he is getting up there in age uh, against another high-volume guy in Martinez and another energy-packed fighter. What style of fight do you think you're going to see here in Cub here at plus $1.75? Do you think the old man at 38 is live? I think he's live as hell. <laughs> The key key for me was to see how he looked on the scale. If he was drawn and dragged himself onto the scale, obviously that changes things. But he was spry, effervescent, smiling. I don't like the sunglasses, but it is what it is. (laughs) Listen, Cub Swanson has a, a wealth of experience. He's been in with a class amount of quality fighter. This is a huge step up for Jonathan Martinez, who can be uneven. The last time Martinez fought a fighter that had real skill, real experience over him, it was Davy Granny knocked him out in the first round. It's a big step up for Martinez. I definitely think that Cub Swanson is a worthy consideration at plus 175. I'm picking up what you're putting down there, and I uh, love to see Cub uh, looking good on the scale. Hope he looks good tomorrow night as well. Uh, going down the card here a little bit, uh, you've got a guy, let's say, like the Beverly Hills Ninja and Jordan Wright, a guy that just does not fight fights that go deep, right? Very rarely get out of one. Only two fights going to the second round. Uh, what do you make of him against Todorovic here? He, he is the decided underdog, Todorovic, minus $2. Jordan right now, a little bit of money come, has come in his way this week at plus $1.70. Two guys that love to fight with their chin way up in the air and just throw haymakers at one another. Jordan Wright, probably 
uh, has a, a little bit more potent kicking game where Todorovic's the more accomplished wrestler, I think. Uh, Beverly Hills Ninja, <laughs> get, you know, right there, that ought to stop you. It, listen, Wright's fights don't go very far because if he don't ice you in the first five minutes, then he gets iced. And Todorovic, to his credit, he's tough as a $2 steak. He's been in there with guys like Greg Rodriguez and fared well and shown heart and grit. And I definitely lean to Todorovic here at the minus 200 price, but I don't lean at him so much that I wanted to use him with Grasso. So I'm watching this fight. Uh, speaking of uh, old men, if you will, on this fight card very quickly, I want to get your thoughts on Javier Sunsau here. He's a huge underdog, the biggest one on the board here against Victor Henry. Uh, in, in this fight here, is this just a case a case of maybe a Sunsau has seen his best days passing by? I think more than maybe. I think this is the UFC who's been recently hard on Older aging fighters, look at the Francisco Trinaldo matchup they gave a few weeks ago. Uh, they're cleaning out some of these older fighters and they're bringing in a bunch of new people from the contender series. It's a terrible matchup for a Sunshine. I would tend to look at Roger Daltrey, I mean, Victor <laughs> Henry, as uh, someone that could submit a Sunshine. Uh, the Who reference, I like that one, Lou. Pretty darn good. Uh, he looks just like he Roger does, Daltrey. He absolutely does look like Roger Daltrey. Uh, got about 30 seconds to go. Any other fight on the undercard, Lou, that's really caught your attention here for first strike? The undercard really has been damaged a little by uh, that weight cut. Mm-hmm. But Brandon Davis, Mana Martinez at 135, fireworks. That fight won't go three rounds. Absolutely love it. Follow him on Twitter as I do, at Gamblue. Great expertise in the host of the Bout Business Podcast. When we come back, going to Chicago to catch up with Jordan Sherwood next, right here on First Strike on DCD Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving you plenty of ways to bet the UFC. Just download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. You're going to be able to bet on more than just the main event. DraftKings has great odds on fight lines, total rounds, and futures for MMA events. Eligible restrictions to apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for the full terms and conditions. We roll on on this edition of First Strike here on VEASAN. Always a pleasure to catch up with our guy back in the second city, the great city of Chicago. He is Jordan Sherwood. He is the uh, handicapper and co-host of the Unnamed MMA podcast. The podcast is so good, it doesn't need a name, right, Jordan? Exactly right. You know, and when we have guys like Bilal Muhammad or potentially Curtis Blades on the podcast, why come up with a name? We're just going to break down fights and do it each and every single week, whether we have a fight card or not, what we like coming up on the schedule. Uh, Absolutely. I love the Chicago flavor to those uh, podcasts as well. And again, follow Jordan as I do uh, on Twitter at Wood on ESPN 1000. Let's get to this fight card here, Jordan. And to some of your plays, I want to go right to the main event here with Alexa Grasso against Viviane Araujo. We understand that Araujo, because Grasso had been moving up from 115 to 125, she looked really good in that submission win against Joanna Wood. Is there any concern here for the big favorite that's now ballooned to minus 230 that she's still going up against a naturally bigger woman in a potentially five-round matchup? I think absolutely because of what you just said on the ladder. I mean, this is the first time either competitor has had to prepare and will fight in a five-round fight. And we don't know what the, you know, the cardio is going to be like for Grasso or Arujo. And albeit it's a favorable matchup in my mind for Grasso, it's not someone that's going to threaten with a lot of takedowns. We're going to see two women compete uh, on the feet. So I think that does favor Alexa Grasso. But it's, it's a risky proposition when you think about that, those championship rounds and how both fighters are, are, are going to uh, compete at that level if the fight goes there. And, and I expect it will because, you know, neither fighter really is a finisher. A lot of decisions, even though Grasso had that impressive submission win, and, and it that, that was like 12 to 1 to hit mm-hmm. uh, against Joanne Wood because Grasso's not a submission. That was her first submission. But bottom line for me is I think Grasso has the advantage on the feet. I expect her actually to probably carry the weight better if it goes into the championship rounds. Um, but I'll have to stuff her into a parlay or maybe probably look at that decision prop. I think it's plus money, plus 110, plus 115. That would be my suggestion if you want to play, uh, but don't want to play the outright winner because it's just too much juice to, in favor of Grasso. Yeah, it's a great point, too. And again, you look at the combined victories for these two women, 28 total victories and only seven KOs between them. So three out of four fights, are, they're not being stopped uh, via the hand. So you see where those prices are for the KOT, DQ for Grasso. It's plus 380. For Araujo, it's 12 to 1. So you're really going, going long shot there. And for Araujo to get a sub, it's 14 to 1. So Jordan, because of that, could you see some stalemates here if they try to take it down to the ground? I'm sure that's not where Grasso wants to be. But if it does get there, she's proficient enough on her back, as she clearly showed against Wood in the last time out, that maybe we get some stalemates and then stand them back up. 
Yeah, I, I think so. But also to, to the point that uh, Rujo's, I don't think uh, a fighter that hunts for submissions. I think she also prefers kind of the top game as well when she gets there and, and does is not going to look to advance. So I, I do believe you're right that we will have some stalemates if it goes to the ground. Both fighters kind of canceling each, each other out. Uh, and that's why I, I think Grasso just over the over the majority of the fight will get the betterment uh, of Al Rujo on the feet and, and have her hand raised come tomorrow night. Let's take a look a little bit deeper on this card here. And I do want to talk about one of your plays with Alonzo Menafield uh, taking on Misha Serkinov here. Serkinov maybe starting the back nine of his career a little bit. Menafield not necessarily spring chicken either. We know he wants, wants to use those hands. I'm sure Misha would like to get this fight down to the ground. How do you see this one playing out? Yeah, well, I think Serkinov, not only in the back nine of his career, he probably like switched clubs, like, you know, <laughs> midway through that, like try tried a new grip. I mean, jumping weight classes, I, I don't I don't like it when fighters do it and, and, and do it like going back and forth like Serkinov has. Look, he came into the UFC with a lot of hype and he looked great mm-hmm. in, a, in his first couple of contests, getting some very quick finishes over some tough guys. Hard times followed him, and look, he, he he's what five, he's lost five of his last six. Four of those five losses have come uh, via finishes. He's going to have to get this fight to the ground right off the bat. Alonzo Minifield has shown me good takedown defense enough to believe that Serkinov's not going to be successful with it, and I think Alonzo Minifield has dynamite in both hands, and we've seen, I think, Serkinov's chin is is basically gone. Alonzo Minifield needs to touch him just once, and I think the trajectory of the fight, the trajectory of the fight changes completely. Uh, I like Alonzo Minifield in this fight, but but similar to Grasso, too much juice on, on him as a favorite, uh, albeit he should be favorited probably at the level he is. You got to hunt for something special, and I think Minifield by KO, TKO, is plus 110, plus 115. I think he gets the finish, and I think he gets it probably within the first 10 minutes of the fight. So Alonzo Minifield, good takedown defense enough, gets a, get, gets some, lands something, changes the fight, and finishes circling out. You know, Jordan, I'm kind of with you there that I think this could be a quicker fight. But when you mention 10 minutes, that over-under, it's a precarious one because it's one and a half rounds here in a potential three-round sure. fight. So again, the, the you know seven and a half minutes here. Do you think because Sirkinov is going to be hunting for subs, if he gets it down to the ground, Menifield certainly wants to use those hands. Do you think it could be a first rounder? Would you would you look to the under, which is juiced slightly here at minus a dollar twenty? I would. I just I just think that Serkinov's if he doesn't get one that's successful, he's also going to struggle. His cardio is probably not going to hold up. And you know, Minifield's been in there. I think with some better grapplers and and showing at least the acumen to be to keep the fight on the feet. Uh, but I'll tell you this, you know, Alonzo Minifield, I don't think has a lot of skills when it comes to getting off of his back mm. outside of just utilizing athleticism and power. Zerganoff hunting for the submission. You know, we've seen some crazy submissions from him in the past. So if you think Zerganoff is the is the live dog, I don't, but maybe you do. Uh, he's going to find a submission probably if he gets him in the field to the ground. So that's why, yeah. I would say small play on the under at one and a half. Yeah, um, but I'm 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 leaning towards Minifield for All sure. Right. Let's talk about a, a fighter that just doesn't fight overs, and that would be Jordan Wright, the Beverly Hills yeah. Ninja here. When you look at his resume against Dusko Todorovic here, Todorovic almost a two dollar betting favorite. We know what the Beverly Hills Ninja wants to do. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be wild. You don't know exactly what to expect here. What do you make of this matchup? And does this one buck the trend and actually get to a second round? 
Well, look, it's 48 seconds into the second round. That's the longest Jordan Wright has lasted inside his mixed martial arts career, which is crazy to think. Um, look, I, maybe it could because, you know, Todorovic, maybe he, he doesn't want to risk a, a stand-up battle because I think either guy's on the chopping block if they lose. Uh, Todorovic can grapple. We saw Jordan Wright struggle against Mark andre Berrio the last time that he was in the octagon. Mm-hmm. Had success on the feet, didn't have it when Berrio took him to the ground and he submitted him. Uh, but I'll say this, Todorovic was winning that fight against Chidi Njikolani before uh, Njikolani stopped him the last time we saw him. So I, I think both guys are going to look to establish themselves on the feet, and you just play the trend. You play the trend that Jordan Wright is in there to, to get out of there as quickly as he can, or uh, whether it's himself or his opponent. Uh, so I, I, yeah, I think the under for sure, I think Todorovich wins, but again, it's a guy that I think is too, there's too much, uh, you know, juice on him, mm-hmm. like Menafield, like Grasso. So I, I like all three in a parway just to help me out a little bit. Cause I think each of them win, but I think you gotta be comfortable because I believe Todorovich can match Jordan right on the feet. And I think he's got wrestling in his back pocket if he needs to get the fight there uh, at some point in the first or, or midway through the second round. You just don't see many potentially three-round fights where the over. Though, one, thing, one thing, though, that I could think that, that's worth uh, plus 650 for Todorovic to win in the second round, I've seen. And that could be in the mix because Todorovic, again, establishing that grappling. So a small play for me on that believing we get to the second round and then we get a finish. If we get over seven and a half minutes, you can get plus money at plus a dollar eighty-five. Uh venture at your uh, wager at your own venture, I would say there, because that's that's a dangerous proposition to be sure. Uh very quickly got about 90 seconds to go. I did want to get your thoughts uh, on one other fight that I know you like, and that would be Jonathan Martinez against Cub Swanson. Is there a, is there a home for the old man in this one here? Does Cub still have a puncher's chance? Yeah, he does. He does thump. And we saw Jonathan Martinez, you know, get knocked out a couple of fights ago against Davey Grant. So I certainly think that that that, that could be uh, a risky proposition. But I think Jonathan Martinez is just going to be better. Look, Cub Swanson is also on the back nine of his career, mm-hmm. making the jump down to Bantamweight. He looked fine on the scale. I don't know if his power and his athleticism, his versatile striking is going to carry along into the, the weight cut. Uh, Jonathan Martinez, great leg kicks, comes from a great camp, just too athletic, too quick, not nothing with power that Cub Swanson has to worry about, but just too much volume. Jonathan Martinez, for me, just wins on the judges' scorecards of the over, and Martinez is, is, is my play. I just don't think it's a wise move at this point in his career for Cub Swanson to do it. And he won three of his last four at featherweight, but he's choosing to, to make the jump down to 135. I really don't get it for him. Yeah, again, 38 years of age against a 28-year-old. Again, I'm with you on the overplay as well. I think that's a, a smart play there, two and a half rounds. I believe juiced around minus sixty, but I do think this fight has the potential to hit the cards. Jordan, appreciate it. As always, my friend, enjoy Chicago. Enjoy the fights. We'll catch up again next week. Thanks, Dave. Talk to you then. There he is, everybody. Jordan Sherwood, again, the co-host of the Unnamed MMA Podcast. Follow him at Wood on ESPN 1000. When we come back, we're going to catch up with Dan Vreeland. Next, right here on First Strike, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 
21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This episode of First Strike is brought to you by Yes on Prop 27 and DraftKings. Half the country already allows online sports betting for adults 21 and older. It's time to let California fans in on all the action. There's no good reason why your friends in New York, Chicago, Phoenix, Portland, and Boston can bet online. Why Californians are still forced to deal with shady bookies. Nobody wants that. Prop 27 ensures that California finally catches up. So vote Yes on Prop 27 back here on first strike i'm joined now by dan vreeland uh, in massachusetts the great state of massachusetts writer at sports gambling podcast cage side press and host of top turtle podcast and mma gambling podcast dan great to have you back in the program my friend that's a lot of podcasts throughout <laughs> the week how, how do you schedule your time when you have an off week like we had last week with the ufc uh, I mean, they still keep me busy with the sports gambling podcast one. They they usually have me breaking down some obscure cards. We we broke down KSW and LSA this week, uh, and they got me scheduled to talk more about LSA next week again. So we're, we're finding the minute stuff for you over at uh, the sports gambling podcast. It's never a day off. That's how we do it in the fight game and certainly in the gambling space as well. Let's talk about some of the undercards here uh, on this fight card tomorrow night out here in Las Vegas. And I did want to start with the one fight here, Dan, that we saw that CJ Vergara did not make weight here. He is, the fight will go on, I believe, three pounds over against Tetsuro Tayara here. Does that change your handicap when you hear that a fighter has missed weight? And sometimes I wonder if it's a plus or a negative. So I think it's a negative with him because this is not the first time we've seen him miss weight. He's actually missed weight a couple of times already, once on the regional scene, once now, once in the UFC. And for me, that that's a clear sign that he needs to move up and that this cut's not working. It's not a sign that he didn't try. Because sometimes when you see a guy miss for the first time, mm-hmm. he's four or five pounds over. You're like, oh, he just didn't try or whatever. It, it does seem like CJ Vergara is trying. He wants to be a flyweight. and It's not working. 
And to be honest, I already had Tyra as a guy circled. I, I like the number around him. It's gone up over the last couple of days, which worries me a little bit. Um, but, you know, he's a, he's a really young guy, good finishing abilities in his grappling, you know, some decent striking to go along with it as well. I actually think that most intriguing play here on him is inside the distance. I've seen that up over $2 for most of the week. And I think if you're looking for a little bit extra value, especially as you see that number go higher and higher and higher, like I'm seeing a 250, 260 now, I, I think you can find a lot of value with him getting a finish here. You know what I like too, Dan, and I'm right there with you on Tyara in this fight. I look at the sub prop at plus 350. You remember his first fight here against Candelaria, first time out. It was a, a great fight, actually, back and forth. He had a couple ways that maybe in that first round he was looking for a sub, trying to get a stoppage with ground and pound in the third, almost got stopped himself in the second. What do you make of Tyara big picture, and do you think the sub might be in play here? Because I think we're going to get a cleaner effort from than what we saw his first time out. I think so, too. And I would also say this. I think people are sleeping on just how good of a grappler Carlos Candelario is. He's a Northeast mm-hmm. guy. I've actually got to see him compete a whole bunch of times, both in jiu-jitsu and in MMA, because I'm from the area. He's really good on the mat. So the fact that he was in trouble against Tyra, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I think the submission's there. For me, though, when I'm looking at that number, and I'm seeing it right now, you got three and a half on, on the submission and two four on the finish. I don't think it's worth the extra 110 to get up the submission if I can get the the finish prop there too. Because like you said, against Candelario, when the sub didn't materialize, he dropped round and round like he thought right. he was going to win that one too. So if I'm getting almost the same price or only a dollar off, especially when it's swinging so high into the positives, I kind of just like the finish here instead of the submission prop. That's a great point. I got burned on that with Patty Pimblett uh, against Jordan Levitt uh, not too long ago where I had him for KOTKRDQ. Looks like he's going to get that, and then, of course, he gets a rear naked. So that's the danger of trying to pick the exactly the way uh, you think the fight's going to end. But I'm with you on Tiara. I, I think there's a good spot for him against uh, Vergara here. Let's talk about uh, Joannis and Brito against Lucas Alexander in this fight. And Brito right now, a sizable favorite here, over a $3 betting favorite, Alexander. Uh, really a big-time underdog in this one, one of the bigger dogs on the card. Is there any life in this dog, or do you think this is priced accordingly? I think this is priced accordingly. Uh, you know, it, you've, you've seen the numbers pop up all over broadcast lately about late replacements, and that's exactly what Luke Alexander is here. Is He's a late replacement. He, he's, you know, I think I saw 36% or 35% recently for late replacements, and it's usually a high-level one that's stepping in and winning. So it's not a guy... You know, seven and two coming from the regional scene and like popping in for his UFC debut against a guy who, you know, not for anything, just knocked out Andre Feely, who's mm-hmm. a tough dude to get out of there. Um, per- personally, I-, I think the the fact that he's negative 365 is probably priced accordingly. You know, I-, I personally don't find numbers all that high, super tempting, you know, that it's not, it doesn't, <laughs> you know. I don't feel like wetting my whistle on that one. I, I do like the under here on Brito. Uh, I saw one and a half is right around even money. Under one and a half is even money. If he comes out with anywhere near the aggression he had with Andre Feely, he should get him out easy. Now, that being said, if he comes out with any of the aggression that he had in his debut fight, the under one and a half won't even be close, right? Like he, he's, he looked real lackluster and really like he didn't want to go for it. But you know what? octagon jitters, all that kind of thing. I'm kind of hoping what we saw the second time out of him is the real. What do you make of the Mana Martinez fight here against Brandon Davis? This one, a little bit closer here. The odds makers have it. Uh, minus 150 for Martinez. Davis right now, plus money, plus $1.30. What do you make of this Bantamweight matchup? I love Mana Martinez. Um, I-, I think he's a guy who's super underrated all over the place. 
in, in terms of MMA. Because first of all, you, you look at his regional record, knockout, 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 right? Like he's taking guys out of the game. And the craziest thing is if you look at his amateur record before he turned pro, he actually ripped off like five armbar submissions in a row and he was jumping guard to do so. This dude is so good off of his back that he was literally took every one of his amateur fights in a row would jump guard and sub a guy in less than a minute. So like he's got that almost as a backup plan, right? Like Brandon Davis is a guy who likes to grapple. He wants to bring the grappling to Mono Martinez. He might find a surprise he doesn't like there because mm. Mono Martinez is damn good off of his back too. Um, so I love Mano Martinez. I love the money line here. And I will just tell you, you know, from knowing that Brandon Davis is going to want to shoot a takedown, I've seen the submission prop on Mono Martinez at 12 to one. Let me tell you something. He's got a better than 12 to one chance to, to sub him here. And I don't think that's the craziest play either. Wow. So maybe some really good value there on Martinez with the sub at 12 to one. I'm circling that now, Dan, on my card. I want to ask you about the biggest dog here uh, on fight night. And that'd be Mike Jackson here. Plus 490 uh, against Pete Rodriguez. Rodriguez over a six dollar betting favorite. How do you even handicap these things? Do you look for other angles? Because nobody wants to lay almost seven dollars on a big favorite. No, and, and let me tell you something. I've looked at every angle to try to find a good one on this fight, and, <laughs> and I haven't found a lot. And, and here's why. is because, first of all, you know, Mike Jackson is a very limited career, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like, he's a guy who's 42 years old, stepped into the game late. He literally has a clothing line called for shits and giggles because that's what he's doing this for. Like, he, he's not doing this for a career. He's doing it because it's funny to him almost. And, you know, he's he's rattled off a two-in-one record. One of the wins is an eye poke. One is against a professional wrestler. So, mm-hmm. you know, not a whole lot going with him, but he does have a boxing background, right? Like that, that's what we know about him is he's got a decent boxing background and technically boxing. He looks all right. He looks like a guy who can sort of hold his own. He Rodriguez is not a guy who's going to take him down and expose that weak grappling game that Mike Rodriguez has. He's a guy who goes in and throws big hands. So I like worry the fact that like, you know, we've got this massive favorite in Pete Rodriguez who should beat Mike Jackson. But he's also going to fight Mike Jackson where he's the most comfortable, right? Like he's going to go toe-to-toe with Mike Jackson and throw with him. I would say that if you're really looking for an angle to play here, Pete Rodriguez in the first round is probably it. Pete Rodriguez in the, the first round I, I was seeing, you know, which he's, he, by the way, all four of his professional wins all ended in the first round. I, I saw Pete Rodriguez in the first round at like negative 165, which like, man, is that not tempting? But like, if you're looking for something, I, I think that's maybe it. Yeah, there's not a whole lot there. And, and Dan, I'm picking up what you're putting down there. I was at the fight against the professional wrestler in CM Punk <laughs> in Chicago, my old co-host, and not a very popular uh, fight night, that one, with Mike Jackson getting that victory over Phil Brooks. Uh, very quickly, got a couple minutes to go here. I do want to get your thoughts, obviously, on the, on the uh, main event here with Alexa Grasso against Viviana Araujo. What do you make of this matchup when we've seen that uh, Grasso's been steamed up as the week has gone on? Yeah, I, I really love the increase in grappling out of Alexa Grasso. And I, I personally think her move up to flyweight was the right one for her. At first, I doubted it because she kind of gotten out grappled by, you know, both Carla Esparza and Tatiana Suarez down at strawweight. So I was like, what's going to happen when these bigger women get to her? And she's really answered that call, right? Macy Barber took her down and she was like, that's cute. I'm getting right back up. <laughs> and now, now that she's done that at flyweight against bigger, stronger opponents, I've got a lot of faith in her grappling. And, and really, she took it to Joanne Wood on the mat. She took her down, and she was the one who got the rear naked choke. So we're seeing that grappling game come along. And, and as far as the speed in her hands and the, the technique in her hands, she's going to be the higher volume puncher here. She's mm-hmm. going to be the one outlanding Ariana Ruyo, so or Viviana Ruyo. So if, if Ruyo can't 
get her down and can't keep her down. And I especially think that's going to be hard in a five round fight to consistently do over, you know, going to have to do it for more than three rounds or get a finish. I, I really think that that's going to cost her in the end. So yeah, I, I really like uh, Alexa Grasso here. I, I don't think she gets a finish. I think she probably winds up winning this one by decision, but I, I think it would be fun to watch nevertheless. Yeah. Grasso, by the way, if you don't want to uh, pay the tax there, uh, straight up victory at minus two thirty, you can get it via decision at plus a dollar twenty. Uh, and Dan, I'm, I'm kind of in that camp with you there. I think it's, we're going all five. Hey, appreciate it as always, Dan. Uh, do a great job. Thanks for joining us here on First Strike. There he is, everybody. Dan Freeland. When we come back, Reed Kuhn joins us from Washington, D.C. It is First Strike on Beeson, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Start your mornings with VEASAN's newest podcast, VEASAN Daily Morning Bets. Josh Applebaum gets you ready and every piece of info you need to be ready for the betting the full day and the biggest games in just 15 minutes. He discusses line movement, injuries, and what you need to be looking at before you make those wagers. Make the VEASAN Daily Morning Podcast your morning routine. Download and subscribe wherever you get your pods. Dave Ross back here on First Strike. Always a pleasure to go out to Washington, D.C. and catch up with our guy, Reed Kuhn. Of course, you can follow Reed as I do at Fightnomics. He is the author of a book of the same name, does great work for us and also at ESPN. Reed, what'd you do with the week off? 
did you just take a week off from from MMA and and kind of uh, recharge and get refreshed for this fight card? Yeah, I, pro- I probably was betting on all sorts of other sports and reminding myself why I need to not bet on other sports. I need to stay in my lane, stick with the UFC. That's why you're one of the best that we have, certainly. So let's get your thoughts on this fight card here, Reed. And one of the bigger favorites on the card is Jonathan Martinez. We can understand why. You always talk about this with your numbers in the metrics. When you're looking at an, an older fighter here in a guy like Cub Swanson at 38 against a guy like Martinez at 28, he is a big favorite, minus 205. What are the metrics showing you uh, with this 10-year age gap? Yeah, so put that in perspective. The reason a much older fighter is a problem is usually because of cumulative damage and they slow down a little bit. And Cub Swanson's not a heavy hitter. Maximal strength does not go down with age. You got the old man strength. That's fine. But that's not his game. He's a precision speed guy. He's kind of wily. And that will go downhill. And then when you look at the cumulative damage, He's been hit in the head 1,095 times since yeah. joining the UFC. That doesn't even include all his WEC days. So he is willing to get into shootouts, and that is a liability. And Martinez, is a, he's a counter-striker. He's, he might be a little bit lower paced, but he hits pretty hard. He has five knockdowns. He has twice the per-strike-landed knockdown rate as Cub Swanson. So if they are going back and forth, that big age difference is going to be a red flag. So that's why I got to go with the younger fighter here. You know, Reed, too, when I look at the total, right, at two and a half rounds here, juiced to the over at minus $1.55, what gives me pause, because I do like the, I do think the over might be the right way to go here. I want to see if your numbers show anything differently. But what you just said about all those strikes that Cub Swanson has taken, sometimes that makes me a little bit cautious. There is plus money at the under at plus $1.25. Do you think there might come a time here where Cub Swanson doesn't want to stand in there with a guy like Martinez, who's as active as Jonathan can be? Yeah, and and keep in mind, Swanson is also cutting weight for the first time Mm -hmm. down another 10 pounds. So he's going to be even leaner and maybe even more uh, just dehydrated than usual. So that's also a red flag for head injury. Um, So, yeah, the the models are seeing maybe a little bit of value on the over, uh, but you could also just go with the 1.5. You know, sometimes we take a more conservative play and we feel more confident that we should hit that. And then that hedges against maybe a late stoppage because... You know, this this is a fight where I think Martinez will do some damage eventually. Man, it's a great point. And again, I remember even guys like, say, TJ Dillashaw or, or even um, uh, certain, other fighters have gone down 10 pounds sometimes later in their career. They don't take the same punches that they used to at the, the heavier weight classes. So we'll see how that plays out. Uh, but certainly for the first time, cutting that weight again, that might be an issue for Cub Swanson at 38 years of age. Let's talk about Dusko Todorovic here against uh, the Beverly Hills Ninja and Jordan Wright. Great nickname, but maybe not the best stamina always for Jordan Wright. What do you make of this one? What are the numbers showing you? Yeah, so first of all, this is kind of interesting because these two guys have some of the worst head strike defense of anybody (laughs) on the card. Um, So when they do strike, they will probably be landing. There's nothing exceptional about the offense. I mean, arguably, Jordan Wright is the more dangerous offensive striker. Uh, but And and they both tend to wrestle, but you got to give some of the grappling metrics over to Dusko. So um, I'm going to lean Dusko here. You know, th- this is a fight where both guys have very limited data. Um, I'm going to be watching to see if they are living up to the statistics or if maybe that small sample size led me astray. Uh, but if I'm going strictly by the numbers, I'm back in Fedorovich. And here's the thing, Reed. You just don't see this very often, certainly, where it's juiced uh, the, the plus money on the over one and a half, right? Because we know the history of Jordan Wright. He just doesn't go deep into fights. 
uh, what, only twice into the second round, and those certainly would not have hit the over. Plus $1.85 here. Are there any numbers that would support that plus price, or is it juiced accordingly to the under at minus 230 for under a round and a half? I, you know, neither one of these guys go to the cards very often. And what I just said about that bad head strike defense, mm-hmm. I mean, you got to think if they're going rock and sock them back and forth, someone's going to go down. They've each been dropped three times. Um, and so even though Dusko doesn't have knockdowns offensively, he's been dropped several times, but so has Jordan Wright. So, yeah, there's a lot of finishing potential. I'm not surprised the line is where it is. I don't know if there's value there. Um, I would actually just counter the narrative maybe and go over 1.5 because uh, again there still could be a late stoppage especially if they're duking it out you know middleweight these guys do have some some power um but yeah the the defensive liability here is why you should expect someone to get finished uh, and by the way you, you do such a great job week in a week out of pointing out where there might be value in the number so uh, again I, I think that's a really good uh, food for thought out there, plus $1.85, you might be able to find some value in that number. When you look at Serkinov against uh, Menafield here, we know what Alonzo wants to do. He wants to throw those hands, and we know that Misha wants to try to get this fight down to the ground and maybe look for subs. Is it as simple as that in the handicap? What are the numbers showing you? It, it does kind of boil down to that. I mean, that's the way I see this. I think Serkinov is going to be going for the takedowns early and often. He is a decorated wrestler. Menafield big, strong. He has very accurate power punches. So that's a problem for Sirkinov. And also Sirkinov has been dropped three times. Going up to light heavyweight, he's going to be get getting hit even harder, although arguably maybe he's carrying a little bit more weight that might help him. Uh, but really, he has to get this down. If he does, the numbers are pretty favorable. He has been very good on the ground. He has an arsenal of submissions. And so that's why I think in a striker, grappler, coin flip type situation, if it's standing, clearly Manifield has the advantage. He's probably going to get a finish. If Sirkinov gets it on the ground, he's going to dominate that round, maybe even get a submission. Lots of finishing potential, um, but you know I like to go with grapplers. I'm going <laughs> to go with Sirkinov. Just price alone, i got to think that there's some value here. And plus 330, if you like Misha to get the sub here. Uh, certainly, you look at Menafield, the, the pathway to victory, the most likely one, as you mentioned, would be a stoppage, maybe KOTK or, or DQ, plus a dollar. If you think the fight's going to go the distance, plus 240. So I, I think the numbers uh, are, and certainly they're correlating here with the price points that we're seeing. I do want to get to the main event here. I'm fascinated by uh, what the numbers are showing you with Viviane Araujo against Alexa Grasso here. Grasso's been steamed up here. Could have got it maybe minus $1.70. Those numbers are long gone. She's now in the 230 threshold here. What are the numbers showing you? Is it as lopsided as what the betting market w- would lead you to believe? No, I, I think this is closer on paper. And we've talked about situations where if you have a close to coin flip matchup, at least statistically, you take the plus money. And you know if you're accurate in calling coin flips, then you should be winning half the time and you're getting plus money on that. It's a profitable long-term strategy. In this case, I see it as much closer than the odds. Um, early on, I might have passed, but now that the prices have steamed that much, I got to go with the underdog here. When you look at her on paper, she is the more accurate striker. She actually does have a knockdown, whereas Grasso does not. She has a bet, much better ground control, Araujo, uh, than Grasso. So there, if this goes to the ground, and it would probably be Vivian taking it there, she's going to win that round. And she does have some submission finishes, so that's a potential long-shot lottery ticket. So I think I think underdog here. I, I just This is one of those things. I looked at it the first time, walked away, came back, saw the price. Now I've changed my mind. 
It's fascinating, too, because, again, the price point is what made you kind of rethink that when you look at those numbers and why she would be a live dog here with, with Viviana. I, I do, I'm intrigued by the championship rounds aspect of this here, Reed. How do your models take into account two women here, or, or any fighters for that matter, that haven't been in this spot here and have only fought three rounders, at least in the UFC? Yeah, it's hard to take that into account. We're not really factoring that in straight up uh, sides predictions. We do account for the number of rounds when we're doing an over under. Uh, but in this case, yeah, it, you know, main event experience, all of that in for the fighter themselves, it probably does make a difference in terms of the numbers. We're not accounting for that. We think there's other factors that are going to be dominating what the prediction will be. Um, and so, yeah, we we play this out. We We look at what the stats are and these grappling factors for Vivian are enough to sway us. We got about 45 seconds to go, Reed. Is there any other fight that the models have shown you maybe in the undercard that you really think you might find some good value still left out there? You know, we, we had some big bets um, that got canceled. Unfortunately, yeah. that seems to be a recurring theme. Uh, there is one other fight with Maximoff and Malkoon. That one is almost, that one is almost a dead even on the odds. And it's actually pretty much dead even in terms of the prediction. So, that one's is a pass. It is going to be a grappler's delight, probably a wrestling contest. So you might expect that one to um, go the over. You're actually going to get a lot of plus money if there's a finish there. So maybe there's some value inside the distance that one of these guys could finish. Uh, Reed, great information as always. Again, follow him on Twitter as I do at Fightnomics. Appreciate Reed joining the program. Dan Vreeland, Jordan Sherwood, and Lou Fittacaro. Thanks for watching First Strike on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 